say something for me. Hello, sir. Uh, there we go. <clears throat> a little bit of technical difficulties, but jiggle the wire around or something. I'm still using these really, really cheap uh, <laughs> old headphones, so you know. Trying to judge you on the, the foam cups there. I can't really tell though. They look blue. That's all I can. Oh, do. it's it's an old PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation 3 error, or what, what are we talking it's about? It's PlayStation here? 4. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, come on. It's absurd. I'll just let you in on something. Whenever, um, of course, you have a microphone, which is really the, mm. the important part there, but I've had guests on podcasts that clearly have, like, the the gaming with a little microphone piece coming around. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're in for a rough, rough rodeo here. That's what they, that's what they use for the microphone? Like, oh, this is going to be Those bad. Are... <laughs> those are terrible for mm-hmm. uh for like an actual recording medium like yes. if you're just talking to your jack off buddies yes, if you're 2K. Just <laughs> cursing at a 12 year old sure i'm sure you don't need pristine audio um yes yeah, not only the sound quality but it also speaks to uh, i don't think they do podcasts very often so this is probably gonna be messy as fuck on you're not gonna edit. be fucking professional you fucking amateur no. as i <laughs> come home I'll lock my dog out. I'm like, ah, 20 minutes of mm. silence, please, God. Let me talk about uh, <laughs> dirty work and do revenge. Meet Mitch Weaver. Hey, that's my shirt. In the game of life, he's losing his shirt. Ah! You're not fit to wear this shirt. Mitch can't hold a job. You're fired. Did you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace? Don't bother anybody. Got a first family like a dead moth. Mitch is no good at relationships. I'm you. Note to self, making love to blow-up dolls, not as good as advertised. Mitch lacks people skills. Hey, that was really funny, sticking the cops on us like that. I thought it was funny, but I'm surprised you guys did, because uh, you got your asses kicked. I guess I showed you the thing or two about dirty work. But there is one thing Mitch Weaver is good at. You are the king of revenge. We should open a revenge for hire business. I think you boys can help me. Okay, settle down, prostitutes. You each get $20, and this requires no sex. Whoa, you got a dead hooker in the trunk. No, it can't be. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Lord knows I have. Don't shoot this. This is not part of the commercial. Some jerk making your life miserable. You want revenge? Let us do your dirty work. McDonald of Saturday Night Live. Hey, I think he's got a thumb up that dog. Chubby Chase. What happened to your foot? When you owe Bookie a lot of money, you say he blows off one of your toes, you still owe the money. Doesn't seem fair to me. For anyone too weak to fight back. We're in prison. You know what prisoners do to each other all the time? All right, let's go. You sure you don't want him to? For anyone who's ever landed on the bottom, <gasps> your time has come. You didn't count on my loyal army of prostitutes, did you? Are you ready for some crazy rep sex? <laughs> when I say let's go, you go. Time you shut your cake hole, Yoko. Hey, movie line. Oh, how's that look at me? He was supposed to keep driving. Dirty work. One of these was a treat, the carrot, and one of these was the mm-hmm. stick for you. <laughs> which which one do you think is which? <laughs> Dear viewer, uh, listener, which one do you think that Jared's going to hate? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I'll, I'll admit, uh, so Jared and I host a show called Sober Cinema together, and this is a little... Bonus guest appearance from him on uh, Projecting Film, which I think the last time you were on, we did the two, well, we did one of two Ambulance movies, but I tried to convince people it was the new Michael Bay Ambulance. My clever moves didn't uh, work out. The numbers did not spike anymore. (laughs) Still very enthused with your bait and switch mode of (laughs) running podcasts. But I'm being honest this time because I had you watch both movies, Mm. uh, not Mm -hmm. just Dirty Work, which has our dearly departed uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, I think probably, at least for me, he's my, my favorite comedian, uh, certainly of my, my time period, my generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it is for you, but... Uh, I was going to ask you what your yeah. like top five is, because I don't... We never really discuss like, comedians that much. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of it I mean, kind I, of blends together, but... Chappelle's 
like the best, right? He's like the as far as craftsmanship <sighs> and maybe uh, effect, like mainstream effect of what he's been able to pull off. I was struggling with like, do I exempt like you know the Chappelle, the Carlin, the Pryor? Like, does that even need to yes, be said? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the Mount Rushmore. But like uh, you could yeah, make d- an argument for Chappelle competing against those guys. But as far as oh, yeah. our lifetime, it seems like there's Chappelle. And then everyone else, Everybody I guess. Else. Yeah. yeah. Norm definitely makes it. Um, old Billy Boozbag is a, is a favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'll throw one out there that might seem a little bit surprising. Maria Bamford fucking tickles me. Like okay. else. The odds of falling in love with the perfect person at the perfect time are about the odds of, I don't know, being discovered in Hollywood. Wait a minute. I asked a similarly desperate question for many years, which was, how do you make it in show business? Do you move to San Diego and disguise yourself as a bush? (laughs) And what do famous people always say? They always say, well, do do you enjoy doing it? Great, great. Just keep doing it and pretty soon you think, wow, this is what I do. Just, best of luck. (laughs) Which turns out is profoundly true. Is that what a relationship is? Is it just showing up? I can do that. I didn't realize there'd be ambiguity, doubt, or confusion, or at least the amount that there is in a job, because people always say, once you've been doing something a long time, oh, I bet you always wanted to be, you know, a comedian. I did not want to do this show tonight. You're, you're not going uh, necessarily right. just stodgy old white guy. You're not going Don no. Rickles, for one, who makes an appearance. <laughs> I really appreciate him being in this film, but no, I mean, Don Rickles is a little bit too far back for me. Or even uh, the director of Dirty Work, Bob Saget, who I, I don't think I've ever seen a stand-up of his. I've seen it's him ex- talked about by other comedians, yeah. but I've never seen him by himself. It, it's extremely blue. He plays extremely blue. Like he's so just against he's, he's taking yeah that 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 family or what was it Full House uh, uh, stereotype that he was known for and just goes completely against the grain. Uh, it I, there was um, a special that he was on with Gilbert Godfrey and both of huh. them were just, I mean, just <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> do you feel like do comedians? wear out their welcome like we mentioned Chappelle but he you know notoriously took a break from like the height of when he would maybe is about to go overboard as far as people getting sick of his shit he just uh checked out and uh left a very mm-hmm. popular comedy central show but if you know Chappelle show went on for seven more years or seasons do you think that would have actually like ruined his reputation like is it is it the comeback that makes him sort of iconic in that regard his situation is definitely really unique because like you said, a lot of times these guys burn so long until they like, you know, burn a hole in the floor and it's like, shut up. <laughs> it depends on how gimmicky you are compared to how genuinely um, intelligent and funny you mm. are, I guess. Yeah. You, you can become a caricature of yourself. Like, you know, the, the right. Jerry Seinfeld sticking around. Mm-hmm. Everyone has like a Jerry Seinfeld joke that they do. And he's not from what I, I mean, I'm not an expert on <laughs> following his, stand-up career path after a sitcom i have seen him a couple of times i don't think he really deviates too far from what you expect um, as far as the <laughs> jerry seinfeld perspective on things there's going to be some odd observations some uh neuroses yeah mm-hmm. from a very well-off rich white dude um mm-hmm. who's living a particular lifestyle <laughs> I think Norm McDonald is probably one that is, uh, I don't know if I'd say he's an acquired taste. I think you either get him immediately or you don't. Mm. I think he's obnoxious. And uh, I remember <laughs> during his Saturday Night Live uh, reign as the uh, the weekend news update anchor that uh, even at the time, there were a lot of people who thought he was trash. Uh, his delivery, the sort of smirking, uh, deadpan, like he's... Um, Certainly a lot different than, uh, was it Michael Chain? Who's the other the one? That won the oh, day? yeah. Um, 
Is his name Shane out. something? I can't remember what his name is. He looks like he just came straight out of like an Ivy League frat, and I think he's... Uh... <laughs> so you're out of the white <laughs> factory <laughs> line. <laughs> Whatever his name is, he's done very well for himself. I think uh, he got Scarlett Johansson pregnant, yeah. and he's a family yeah. man now, so... Well, yeah, it would see, be too. <laughs> that already puts me in the, the sort of like, I have distaste for that that man, but... I hate you already. <laughs> you get to bang Scarlett <laughs> They are clearly in the... Um, Sort of a Tina Fey, uh, I guess Jimmy Fallon style yeah. of the banter, like two buddies up there, like being mm. silly. And Norm Macdonald was grouchy and seemed like he detested <laughs> detested the audience uh, for either not laughing or maybe laughing too much. Like he he wanted the sort of hisses and the the cat calls and all of all of those reactions and. That never, you know, I, I kind of made fun of Seinfeld. I don't think Norm also ever really deviated from the no. sort of blank, I don't know what I just said and how offensive it is. <laughs> like, he's just a, a doddering old man who just sort of wandered into uh, uh, bigotry and hatred, but not delivered in a way that sounds like it's hateful. <laughs> It's a brilliant way of shirking any sort of responsibility mm -hmm. for it because it it doesn't seem like he's genuinely angry or awful about any of this stuff. It's just said for a laugh. I remember the the famous line of his is uh, well, of course, the ten thousand OJ jokes. But then, like, don't be silly. We don't hire women here. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, now you're just gonna make me go drop in some clips. Which, you know, that's, he is a uh, my YouTube history is littered littered with Norman no. also. Who are safer drivers, men or women? Well, according to a new survey, 55% of adults feel that women are most responsible for minor fender benders, while 78% blame men for most fatal crashes. Please note that the percentages in these pie graphs do not add up to 100% because the math was done by a woman. So. For those of you hissing at that joke, it should be noted that that joke was written by a woman. So, now you don't know what the hell to do, do you? No, I'm just kidding. We don't hire women. The Bob Seger University, man. I swear to God, I listen to that at least once a week. I can't say the same about Dirty Work, which I think no. I saw more than once, because this... Uh, this ages me. This came out in 1998, and uh, in my old, my old, old man doddering age myself, I'd forgotten that it was PG-13, but that kind of makes sense because uh, I worked at our local video store, and we weren't allowed to play R-rated movies over the televisions, but since this one was PG-13, I actually had probably seen this one, or at least listened to it more than I remembered, and I forgot that a lot of it is fairly basic almost cornball i don't want to call it dad humor because there's let's let's not get it twisted here there is a, a sequence where norm mcdonald is gang raped and it's <laughs> and they just sort of talk around the things that are so clearly intended to be an r-rated comedy <laughs> where he fatherly scolds them about their behavior how they should do better <laughs> That's why I've got it as my background because I, it had been so long since I had watched this movie, and I, all all I remember again is is Norm and his deadpan and his delivery and everything. And I'm telling you, when I laughed as hard as I did, as Hiro's face showing up on that um, on on our podcast when he's going on and the the reaction to getting gang raped is completely ridiculous. <laughs> You boys have a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> I can't imagine keeping a straight face. So that's uh, kind of my first question, Jared. Like, uh, you know, the, apparently uh, Artie Lang, who plays his uh, his buddy outlives and partner, fucking outlives Norm and uh, that's crazy. Uh, Chris Farley. Unbelievable. That is crazy. Um, he's gone on the record afterwards uh, as being not very happy with the uh, finished film. Uh, Bob Saget apparently two months before his death was still talking about trying to cobble together some, some footage to release, I guess, an R rated version, but I don't know the, some of the, I guess the PG 13 is where they're cutting corners. I feel like Norm can kind of work in that field and still make it hilarious. Uh, the charm isn't 
making it like more vulgar and more dirty norm is the charm of the movie mm-hmm. like you're, you're totally off base I, it must just be already th- you know not getting as much recognition especially after norm had passed away or whatever but yeah that's that, that seems completely uh lack of awareness as to why your movie was decent to, well not decent according to the to the reviews <laughs> but is it like four is 14 14 <laughs> now 66 66 from the audience which <clears throat> i think that's more in line yeah, yeah i mean it's i could understand if people did not like this movie it is blessedly listed at an hour and 21 minutes oh, so thanks so oh, i was so uh, so hyped when you told me yeah <laughs> so it's 80 uh, minutes <laughs> so this one probably out of my laziness at the video store i probably just hit rewind and played it again rather than walk and get another tape so i'm sure i heard mm. a lot of these these gags but uh that runs counter to uh the uh, updated version, I guess, not of dirty work, but of <laughs> uh, cruel intentions and uh, I guess jawbreaker, mean girls. mean girls. Yeah, it's it's the Gen Gen Z, like knowingly Gen Z version. <laughs> I spent 17 years meticulously curating the perfect life. I had the perfect friends, the perfect boyfriend. Maybe you could send me something to keep me company. But you know where all of that got me? Absolutely destroyed. Max ruined my life. He'll never get away with this. Hey, do you want a ride? I know what it's like to get fucked over by someone you thought you could trust. Carissa Jones, she started a nasty rumor about me. She told everyone that I tried to hold her down and kiss her. Turned me into this predator. She destroyed me. I wish we could hire people to take them down. We should team up and do each other's revenge. Don't you want to make her pay? I don't want to make her pay. I want to burn her to the ground. Whoa. (laughs) You're giving off some serious Glenn Close and fatal attraction energy. Glenn energy. You ready to be my woman on the inside? Ooh. Your new vibe is high status cunt. If you love it, you love it. Let's start with Carissa. She'll be a cinch. I can ruin her in my sleep. Why will Carissa be easy? It is much easier to destroy a girl. Carissa, right? We've met before. You called me a human Birkenstock. Cool. Dudes? That's another story. I just want to say how sorry I am for what happened to you. It's in your honor that I'm founding a new club. The Cis Hetero Men Championing Female Identifying Students League. You're going to expose... Who's that? ...that he's a fake woke, misogynist, hypocrite. And then... We're gonna kill him. You're not serious. (laughs) No, I'm not fucking serious. Teenage girls. We're psychopaths. She framed me! Are you in therapy? God, no. Why? Cool. Is do revenge even the correct grammar? Oh, I'm sorry, Schoolhouse Rock. Are you dragging my sentence structure right now? Character here is a is a walking stereotype of privileged and, and rich and uh, woke, but not wanting to... Uh, uh, miss out on all the fun stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> that wokeness would stop them from doing, <laughs> which includes uh, taking advantage of a lot of different women and enjoying looking at their, uh, you know, nude—not uh, sex tapes, but videos they send you on Snapchat. I say, <clears throat> if you want to demonize the dude for uh, giving all this, you know, leaking all this information, sure. But what I was going to have a problem with, which they solved in the end of, by the end of the movie, is like. You can't hate a dude for being a feminist and enjoying sleeping with a lot of different women. He There's nothing wrong there. That much. <laughs> I love women. <laughs> All women. Yeah, and I mean the film does catch itself because they're yeah. when you when you get into extreme I guess uh liberalism, uh I did wonder how are they gonna play it where um you know, I, it's aping those nineties movies which from our time period I go, you know, just going to cruel intentions. Yeah, uh, they sort of play on the fact that uh, a, a girl having sex, uh, she's a slut, and a man is a Lothario. And I did wonder, like, well, is that going to turn around? 
and they do. But then, of course, the the man is able to flip it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just I'm sex positive. I'm just Polly. <laughs> I'm just this. I'm that. Like I don't believe in you know the the restrictions of our parents and our grandparents. I can uh, I can sort of appreciate the takedown effect. It doesn't mean I really want to hang out with these people though. Even no. if you are poking fun at them, and I think I I'm not just being the old man here. I don't know about you. I didn't rewatch Cruel Intentions a lot other than the mm. lesbian kiss scene. I was not really one. <laughs> First off, in, in both the movies, uh, which Sarah Michelle Gellar makes makes an appearance, has aged pretty well, uh, mm-hmm. I have to say. Like, she's, you know, looking she's good. She's a very beautiful woman. Headmistress. I just saw her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she made a brief, I guess this is kind of a slight spoiler for two seconds, very brief appearance in Clerks 3. And I I've, didn't know if she was a part of that sort of View a skew universe, you, like part of you Kevin run with Smith's Kevin game. Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that heart attack has really messed with his brain. <laughs> uh, her husband, Freddie Prince Jr., was also there. That just totally threw. Was, he in, was he in Jane? One of the Jane Silent Bobs is like a joke or something. I, but he must have been. I, I was like, I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out the ties here. Yeah, I don't he remember. looked pretty rough. <laughs> and she also looked rough. And then I realized, like, oh, yeah, everyone looks hideous in a Kevin Smith movie because he can't shoot anything for shit. <laughs> so thankfully. <laughs> In the hands of uh, the sort of Netflix gloss here of uh, straight to certainly, I'm sure she straight looks to better. 4K video. She looks great. Uh, look, I'll be honest here, uh, as a pervert, I I mm. just wanted to see this because uh, Uma Thurman's uh, 24 uh, oh. year old daughter is uh, oh, one of the co leads in this. Look at the work you've done, my lady. <laughs> I, think, I think I sent you a, a picture saying here's here's why we're watching this, and uh-huh. I didn't name names. I just wanted to see if you could. Uh, put two and two together because I thought um, as we podcast or as you were watching, you were going to question like, what the fuck are we doing covering this new Netflix movie? <laughs> Self-interest, just like a damn politician. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I saw uh, Maya Hawk was in it and I was like, well, I, it's the Uma Thurman jeans for sure. But she's also, not to get too hot or not, but she's not like conventionally like bombshell attractive, but she is still an attractive person. Like I've heard she that has Uma that, Thurman like, too. Yeah, you know, there's sort of an odd. There's, there's an, an odd... odd look about them that isn't like symmetrical, perfect uh, essence it, of beauty. It draws me in though. Man, you love have. it <laughs> <laughs> like a moth to a flame. <laughs> She definitely resembles both parents, so I'll say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which it helps. You have very no, attractive I mean, uh, Hollywood actors. You're, you're very recognizable. Your mom and dad have done the work for you. <laughs> it would suck. It would suck to be ugly. Or even just average if you know, you're staying, <laughs> taking Christmas pictures with your parents who are movie stars and movie gods. Talking about Bruce Willis's kids here. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happened there? Like that's, they, It's like Gosh. the... Uh, they got his chin. <laughs> like we have to blame Bruce, his... right? Like they, they, they Your have genetics like the, are too strong, die hard. <laughs> the dark hair of Demi, but like mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah, it's all all Bruce, I guess. Um, they have such strong chins for women. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I honestly saw. I think one of them was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, along with uh, Maya Hawk here. Uh, so that was uh, sort of like a wink, wink thing that uh, Tarantino was doing in that film, where he was casting kids of uh, mm-hmm. Hollywood actors, you know, filling it out for, throughout the, mm-hmm. throughout the time period. Uh, and it stays very incestuous here. Uh, also incestuous is, I, I guess this, uh, you know, this basically prep school for future Ivy leaguers. It's this uh, trial by combat. It's this hunger games of the <laughs> rich and the elite. And none of that interests me at all. No. Like I, <laughs> it, Seems like if you lose, you're still going to have a better life than myself or Jared, <laughs> so I'm not really that invested. <laughs> you're playing games that I have no perspective on. <laughs> we are worried about the two developmentally disabled kids fighting in the hallway. We get worried about such things. <laughs> Chucky's fighting Joey. Everybody run. <laughs> Should we step in? You know, what's what's the protocol here? <laughs> like those people are every time you see a fight in a movie, there's somebody taking bets, there's popcorn at seven mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean it says something about our uh, our lifestyle that I can yeah. I can understand 
two middle-aged uh white dudes starting a revenge for hire business where i'm like i get that world i get how i could see how that could happen which is sounds absurd i could be driven to that sure <laughs> but i understand it i'm not trying to take away from uh in particular what happens to i guess women in high school as i mentioned the, the slut shaming which is primarily the the plot here um but it's, it it's got a little feel bit like that like with women it's much more a trial by combat of the uh mm-hmm. of just constant <laughs> bombardment of bullshit so uh a little bit of i guess a spoiler warning for this you know very modern version of strangers on train uh where it's <laughs> a crisscross plan of revenge like and you you know they'll never see you coming they'll never see me coming because we've come from two different walks of life in this very prestigious <laughs> school but uh, my hawk is playing the new student so i guess she has mm. no baggage uh so last spoiler alert for that i don't think i'll have to for, actually i have one spoiler for dirty work uh which you should watch anyway you should see it i actually paid to rent it because it's not it's 80 minutes it's not You'll streaming right. anywhere i thought for sure no. this would be on crackle or Tubi. i felt like this is gonna be somewhere <laughs> on those lower tiers um but as i said do revenge netflix original it is gonna be there uh until for the end of days yes Maya Hawk, what did you think about the reveal fairly late in the game that the revenge is on our uh, main wokester, the one that's been outcast, that this is a personal vendetta and not just pure happenstance? I dug it. It was one of the few bright spots of the movie for me where I thought that that was going to be like what the movie became about, which it, I'm not going to spoil anything, but maybe it doesn't stick. Maybe it does. <laughs> I'm not. Do you think that turn, like... I mean, I'm sure it was conceived that way because there's there's hints mm-hmm. building up to it. But it was prescient in the sense that uh, the character of Drea, played by Camilla Mendez, in my eyes, I'm guessing for you, not that likable. Like, yes, no. she's wronged, but she's uh, abrasive. Uh, she's definitely, she's just as much of a narcissist as the people she's trying to get revenge and against. domineering. Awful. And I thought, oh, this is kind of clever. Because it's like, okay, because mm-hmm. like, you're having me, basically, I have to just, on principle, be on her side for what's been done mm-hmm. to her. Um, but it doesn't mean I have to enjoy her company. And so when, <laughs> of course, the, the very reason, the progeny of a beautiful mm-hmm. white lady that I've had had on my Can poster no wrong. on my bedroom wall, I'm like, <laughs> yes, now she definitely deserves it. Take advantage mm-hmm. of it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I knew my instincts were right. <laughs> the crazy white lady comes to town <laughs> and sets fire to everything. Oh, here comes Vanilla Sky Prep School. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, that that was probably one of the main barriers. I mean, obviously, other than f- the fucking youth that I hate <laughs> and it being just full of all these uh, pubescent shitheads who don't really which we're not the target audience now no 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 i i totally you know concede that where it's like this movie ain't meant for old jared in his late 30s (laughs) this ain't for me but uh yeah it's hard to pull in a movie for anybody that is a complete shithead and all of them are complete shitheads as most teenagers are um by the end, they've all learned their lesson and had a good cry and this, that, and the other. But it is very difficult to have any sort of empathy or sympathy for these shitheads and their games they play. Which runs counter to dirty work. I don't know if <laughs> there's any growth from the characters. There are revelations. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> and in fact, one of the revelations is you know pretty early on but uh our our hero played by norm mcdonald just continues to ruse the lie uh that he is not a half brother to his best friend played by Artie lang and uh even that i guess that's meant to be the, some sort of emotional arc but it's almost like they know norm mcdonald and Artie lang as performers cannot really commit to it or really get like it doesn't matter like it, <laughs> I, I got to the end of it and i'm like do i could they have dropped that subplot and would have changed anything at all no not no. really there's a love interest which norm mcdonald as a performer again seemingly has no interest in like <laughs> getting physically closer to her he, it looks like he's standing six feet away all the time not even leering at her if you've ever heard his bit on on sex in general <laughs> i think that came through quite a bit because he didn't seem exactly enamored with the act itself 
says we become werewolves. Thing I read uh, uh, by a scientist. It was in one, of, in one of those big science books, you know, or else it was one line in USA Today. I can't remember. But, but it said this. It said, scientists now say that a man thinks about sex once every 7.3 seconds. Now, I know what I think once every 7.3 seconds. I'll just be walking down the street, you know, you're just, uh, you know, you're like, doodly-doo, hey, there's a building. Doop-de-doop-dee. Hey, look at that, guy wearing cowboy boots over there. How about that? <laughs> doodly-doo. I wonder if I should wear cowboy boots. <laughs> nah, I'm too old for that, sir. <laughs> oh, there's that building again. <laughs> hey, my ass is itchy over here. Can't scratch my ass out here in the street. Hey, Willie Nelson still wears cowboy boots. Billy Joe Shaver, too. Those fellas must be well on uh, three score and ten. Anyway, it's just a bunch of meaningless gibberish. That's my point. But it's not sex. And then the real time, the, this is the amount of time that you think about sex. Every once in a while. Which is... Not, not a science. Scientists don't like that term. But every once in a while you think about it. And, uh, you know, uh, like I think about it every couple of days. Or if you're a younger man, you probably think about it more, you know what I mean? But then the problem becomes when you think about it is all you can think about. You know what I mean? It just encompasses your whole brain. You know, you're just like, ah! Like a, like a werewolf or something. Like, usually you're a civilized human being. But then every couple of days, you're like, ah, ah, and then you gotta close the blinds, you know. And then, and you, ah, ah, the bedroom. You gotta go back to the bedroom. Yeah, take a good lady back there. And then you go to your bedroom, which normally I love the bedroom. It's the most beautiful place where you can, you know, finally escape this hellish joke we call life and just. You know, lie on your Tempur-Pedic pillar and uh, dream of jelly rolls and stuff like that. But now when you're in this state, you know what I mean? Then you go in and you're like, ah! And the things that you do in that bedroom, good Lord God, it's, it's beyond the imagination of you as a civilized human being most of the time. You know what I mean? You're in there and you're like, ah! That's all I know. <laughs> you ever actually say things that you're doing? Your mind's so gone. You're like, I am you. Ah! My is going. Ah! <laughs> then the lady's like, Yeah, I know. Whatever. Just <laughs> say it. Ladies don't have that ah thing. They're, they're more elevated. I don't know what they... I can't speak for ladies. I don't know what the f*** they do in, in the bedroom. I think they just try to make a noise they think you'll like, you know? That's what... They're like, uh, woo, how's that? You're like, that's fine. Ah! I mean, there are some comedians that clearly want to cast... Uh, there's the whole... Uh, was it? Uh, there's a, I think I guess it's a sitcom, but it's on a streaming service. Like Kevin can fuck himself, which is the the take on the the Ray Romanos, the Kevin James, the mm. like schlubby dudes that have a predominantly more mm. attractive wife, uh, sort of you know positioned as like the uh, say the sitcom the trophy. Formula. Yeah, and uh, Norm doesn't even seem to really abide by that. Like they do put someone in there that basically his friend has comment like I think she's into you. Norm never pursues it, and uh, <laughs> when he does show up, he is not dressed in any way to make him seem more appealing. Like, oh, this—you can uh, wipe the the dirt off this goofball, and suddenly he's he's a little bit more attractive. I, I would say that's sort of the Adam Sandler thing, like all the shenanigans. Mm. But then he gets to sing a sweet song to Drew Barrymore at the end, and suddenly you look at him in a different light. Norm is—is is he wearing like four XL T-shirts that like hang to his <laughs> knees? Like. <laughs> He just looks so would, unappealing in this. Say, Norm Macdonald dresses like a gangbanger. <laughs> I had to think, I'm like, was that a bit they just never comment on? Like, did he just commit Why to this idea? Why are you so big? <laughs> That's 
say did you and Artie get <laughs> mixed up in dress? Because <laughs> Artie's shirts are so tight. <laughs> Artie doesn't look too bad here, honestly. I guess before, you know, Shit, much more I'm rampant drug abuse. Um, now, uh, Farley, of course, uh, with the uh, prosthetic, it's a, the whole bit of him <laughs> having his nose bitten off. And uh, in true Farley fashion, is just totally unhinged uh, as mm. a guy that I thought would have one or two scenes, but actually is in pretty much the Quite entirety of the film. Uh, here's here's my one spoiler for uh, Dirty Work is I'm on the record, and Jerry knows this, of absolutely detesting Chevy Chase. It is hard for me to mm. enjoy something where Chevy Chase is present. That's you know, Speaking to the early seasons of Community, how much I enjoyed that show, that he's a main character, and I still was watching it and enjoying it. He has Speaks to play to, a villain. Which he kind of does here. He plays a, yeah. uh, a a surgeon with a gambling problem that will only operate on both of our leads, uh, father, uh, played by Jack Warden, if they basically wipe out his uh, $50,000 debt. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the running gag, Chevy Chase, always relying on props and physical comedy is that he's you know, <laughs> progressively getting more hurt and uh, wearing a sling. <laughs> but... I think almost the last line of the movie is uh, as uh, Norm and his, you know, female love interest that he has no interest in are driving away. He just offhandedly mentions that the Chevy Chase character still was beaten to death, even though he repaid his debts. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, and it's like, well, bye now or something to that effect. Like that's the end. <laughs> I love that bit. Loved it. <laughs> Cause I hate Chevy Chase so much. Well, bye now. They still beat the doctor to death. <laughs> <laughs> totally unnecessary, but the last little gasp there. Definitely, definitely feels like that was Norm's touch on the writing room of uh, dead panning. Also, they killed the doctor. <laughs> See you. <laughs> now, how does this compare to the um, ending of Do Revenge, which you you mentioned is whether or not they would stick the the sort of landing of the cat fight? Spoiler alert for this. Um, Eleanor and Dre are, you know, Maya Hawk, Camilla Mendez. They, uh, they, they get back together. They, mm-hmm. as, as fr- well, maybe for the first time they acknowledge each other as, as friends, no. as opposed to, uh, this like feud that has uh, gone on for, I don't know, six or seven years from like childhood. And they, uh, they, they ape the cruel intentions ending. I think they even use some of the same soundtrack, which now would be retro as opposed to what was a top 40 hit of the time mm-hmm. for those nineties team movies. And they drive off. Uh, together <laughs> is that a difference in age uh generation what do you think it is like the the happy ending of dirty work has to mention that a grown man that saved someone's <laughs> life was beaten to death <laughs> in a cheerful manner and is hilarious <laughs> and in do revenge we have to have these two people who i can only assume they have to come to the conclusion that they might as well be friends together because they've done so much horrible shit to their classmates that it's pretty much like we're going to have a friend. It's got to be us too. Cause uh, no one else will ever trust us again, but they, they make that like it's, we are the champions. Like they have conquered the, the town and now they're going to drive cross country and find themselves. It's that constant lack of awareness of, um, two gigantic shitheads being happy together where it's like, <laughs> we're the best of friends. Now we <laughs> dosed our entire class. <laughs> With psychedelic drugs, we're the, we're the good guys. <laughs> the townspeople, all they're seeing is like Frankenstein and his monster are leaving town. Like, thank Christ! Like, we- <laughs> I can put my pitchfork up. Two teenage girls are finally going home, going away. Yeah, it's it goes counterintuitive to my constant uh, joke on sober cinema about. Uh, women hating each other it, it stands true for pretty much most of the movie <laughs> then the ending totally mm-hmm. blows it up mm-hmm. but still i mean they did some pretty messed up shit to each other so it's also they, hard guys to say just with... as good i say guys as a gender just don't really operate that way uh, as is it laziness as... do you think jared laziness to commit to a grudge we're just more amused by the the very simple where it could just be like hey, i'm gonna put my nuts on this guy's forehead <laughs> while he's sleeping and you'll be totally cool with, like you'll wake up or something want to slap him but after that it's like yeah it's a pretty good joke <laughs> i uh i would do the same <laughs> <laughs> if your nuts are near my face i, I don't care what you label me as i'm going for it <laughs> 
And I don't think, uh, I don't know if the do revenge uh, version of it comes to that conclusion that, uh, hey, we're both shitheads or like we just need to apologize. Uh, they wouldn't be wrong. Everyone in their class seems like a shithead that will turn mm-hmm. on each other. Uh, like, I don't think we see one, maybe the, the younger sister, I guess, of the, the, the white male villain no. maybe is the only one that's someone decent but even she doesn't seem to come on come down too hard on the fact that her brother is like i mean uh i love him but you know he uh outed your sex tape right like you know that's i mean that's something he did but i still love him so i don't know i don't know if gen z would be happy with that either like i feel like you have to cancel your bloodline for any <laughs> any sort of transgression. <laughs> i don't know like it I'm not going to do too much of a deep dive or analysis into this movie, but it seems like nobody really um, learns anything. <laughs> Even if they do try to play it off as, well, we're just, we're good buddies now, but like, you're all still pretty shitty. Like, <laughs> everybody's still shitty. Like, what? <laughs> you can't have a couple of moments of self-reflection and then be like, I'm absolved of all the stupid shit I've done. She got a girl sent to a fucking um, uh, juvie <laughs> for, for two the of stupid them, right? shit. <laughs> yeah, two people, two girls to juvie for not doing anything other than just being snarky and mean. Like... <laughs> I did like the, I think she's from Game of Thrones. I think it's Sophie Turner. Yeah, yes. That's her name. Yeah. I didn't realize she was like a fucking giant among Man. women. Like she's towering over these these people and uh, using her like native tongue and uh, just really tearing into them. And I'm, <laughs> you know, me, Jared, I'm like, oh. mm. I like the way she talks to people. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the that. direct opposite. You you love that shit. It wouldn't be like that whole monologue that that dude had was like, we had to bury each other. There can only be one. No, you love that shit. I remember you like dated that. some women that just barely just contained into rage people. at all times. Like, mm. just... <laughs> I like setting my um, familiar loose on everyone around me. <laughs> insane. I don't even do cocaine. Don't you think I would know what you were doing? Just What's up? You insufferable cunt. I know you did this. You fr- She framed me! Oh, sweetie. Are you listening to yourself right now? You think I framed you? He framed her. Babe. Are you on drugs right now? I don't do cocaine! I don't know what it looks like. I swear to God, I don't even do that. This is funny. Take care, hon. We'll miss you. So sad. I really hope she gets the help she needs. Pray for Erica. Attack woman. <laughs> I uh, I can admit that uh, yeah, that that's sort of a turn on for me. Even though I find it scary, maybe that's why why it produces that effect. <laughs> Scare boner. <laughs> you terrify me, woman. Come here. I think it is fair to say oh. that most people would probably find the. You know, the teenage girls, as far as the characters, I was, I did pull the high row from Sober Cinema. I was like, how old is Maya Hawk before I open with? Here's why I watch this. 24. 24. Yeah. Jesus. Sophie Turner (laughs) has to be the same. So that to me, this is a classic 90s thing where it's mid 20 somethings uh, playing high school students. I can admit they are far more fear inducing as far as what they're willing to do as far as revenge tactics, then the two yokels who make a professional business to create revenge, which is like, let's put stinky fish in someone's house. Now in that sequence, <laughs> because of a, this like entire gang of mobsters do kill each other. And they do, they, they don't uh, go in on the violence. They just hold on Norman Artie's face for the longest amount of time as people are getting massacred Scarface style with a chainsaw. So I'm not going to say bad things don't happen, but, it just seems so simplistic as far as they're, they, they hire prostitutes to play dead in a car salesman's <laughs> uh, car commercial in the trunks of cars. Like no one is actually getting hurt by mm-hmm. this, but the events of do revenge. Yes. People are losing scholarships. They're being sent mm-hmm. to, uh, basically yes. Juvie or rehab or something when they actually, <laughs> I think the Sophie Turner character did not have a drug problem, but then developed and one after she did. <laughs> Serious fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. 
say women play for keeps boy you can just get away with putting popcorn in the uh engine of a car and we're we're tickled and fine with it <laughs> women are sending people to fucking rehab <laughs> and scholarships to hobby schools like, y'all are crazy it's just safer times it just goes back and dirty work uh, just 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 different uh difference in what the genders consider a personal foul i suppose <laughs> what we're willing to do to to um avenge it so do revenge as the opposite of dirty work has an 84 percent from the critics on rotten tomatoes and 85 percent from audience scores now that's only from 250 ratings compared to dirty works illustrious 25,000 plus ratings which hmm. i have to admit kind of surprised me but still um, I'll, I'll I'll keep it in its sandbox. Do you see Do Revenge having the legacy of even something like a Cruel Tensions, which when you and I were in high school, I don't think we looked at that like, man, that's going to inspire a new generation of filmmaking with with that because that was the stupid teenage version of Dangerous Liaisons, <laughs> which starred uh, Uma Thurman, wasn't that? Version? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the 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 subject matter, the it's just too petty to be like this is going to be an all-time classic like <laughs> like gen z will like it and, and and enjoy it but i just don't see it as being like this this uh, cornerstone of cinema or something so so 20 years from now you do not see something aping do revenge like will they still be aping the 90s teen comedy maybe the concept of the concept of extracting revenge is always going to be a, be a, a relevant issue but yeah i just don't see do revenge as being something that's like well we got to remake that so I'll end it on a uh, curveball then, uh, since you brought up the concept of revenge. I've seen some uh, <clears throat> fanboys, uh, I think mainly from Stranger Things, where Maya Hawk has her uh, her fandom. I've I didn't watch Stranger Things, so watch I, I miss no. miss that boat. Uh, putting her up for a possible like uh, Kill Bill three, like playing the actual like baby that was saved. I don't oh, think Tarantino would, awesome. would do it as his finale. Uh, you know Mike's like in the corner baby <laughs> ringing that fucking bell do it do it <laughs> that would be a pretty cool movie concept though I would like that I don't know who she would end up fighting <laughs> since everybody's the dead mom, spoiler Uma Thurman <laughs> because Cat women fight. don't like each other Cat fight yeah in your dreams it's like your fucking pervy thoughts have jumped onto the screen <laughs> jared can see it listeners can't but i've i've checked out I've, my eyes I've glazed <laughs> the over eyes are glazed over <laughs> dear listener and he's not been he's smiled for a full 40 minutes <laughs> i've not not seen his teeth for 40 minutes <laughs> Maya Hawk's just a hell of an actress, dude. Mm-hmm. No bias whatsoever, baby. I just love her. She is the like thespian. <laughs> no ulterior mode. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Close, Viola Davis, Meryl Streep, they all fucking suck. Maya Hawk, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Got them acting chops, baby. Two decent acting chops. <laughs> Probably would have been poor taste to have Maya Hawk, uh... And the uh, have you seen the commercials for the the Woman King starring Viola Davis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not touching that one. <laughs> I would have already seen a white now. lady <laughs> if my hawk was the Woman King. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a nice rewrite for you, a real punch up, if you will. <laughs> Stranger Things, baby, the kids love yeah. it. Let's... <laughs> yeah, you got to get on the hot. <laughs> What's popular with the kids? <laughs> Look, if anyone is offended by this, uh, Jared and I, we did do Widows on Sober Cinema, and uh, I think mm. we spent a good amount of time saying, hey, Paula Davis needs to be in more sex scenes. Like We don't ever, often get to see her get down, and that, uh, man, Liam Neeson was kind of inhaling her. He just he was all about it. She had some nice beefers. I will say that. <laughs> some nice chest beef. I, I just talk long enough so that I don't look like the bad guy at the very end. Right at the buzzer. <laughs> I just like Right at the 40 minute mark for Zoom. <laughs> well, that's how can, <laughs> can I lure this dumbass and say something? <laughs> Thank you, Dargus. Jared, you can find yeah. him on Sober Cinema. I love uh, black ladies. <laughs> music plays right there. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. I've got less yep. than a minute on Zoom. That's a good one. Good stuff. No, when, 
know when to, to hang it up, know when it's time for that buzzer. <laughs> Prison, you know, with prisoners. So what? So what? You know what prisoners do to each other all the time? No, what? You don't know? No! Well, they... I never heard of that. You never heard of that? How could you have never heard of that? That's what prisons are most famous for. All right, let's go. Not you, Tubby. You sure you don't want him, too? The popcorn in the bulldozer stunt was allegedly perpetrated by these two men, Mitchell Weaver and Samuel McKenna. But was this a dangerous act of mischief or a heroic example of civil disobedience? Those two boys sure are heroes to me. If Mitch Weaver and Sam McKenna are heroes, then who's the villain? Many would say that would be the builder of the parking lot, millionaire real estate mogul, Travis Cole. Damn it, that looks bad. We've got to stop the hemorrhaging. Martin, could you wait outside? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about what happened. It's all right, Martin. It wasn't your fault. By the end of the day, I'd like Martin jobless, homeless, penniless, and hairless. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. You believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Except for the, except for the other thing. That hurts the most, but the lack of respect hurts the second most. Weaver, McKenna, you're free to go. Ridiculous. <laughs>